Amen. You did good. You did good. All right. So let's, uh, if you could stand please, and let's look at God's Word tonight. And of course we go into Galatians. We stopped a little bit. And now we go back to Galatians. We're looking at the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5. And we're going to look at verse 22 and verse 23. But before we look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23, let's look at the works of the flesh so we don't forget those works. Notice it says in verse 19, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred. Uh, no, no, I, was, I, I got distracted by something here. Uh, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revilings, and such like, of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in, in, in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, so much for the special of Scripture. And Lord, for the fruit of the Spirit, help us, each one of us, to display the fruit of the Spirit in us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. So, of course, it says here, now the works of the flesh. You see the word works. I actually, long time ago, underlined that word works in the plural because that's what our flesh does. It, it displays all those works. But the fruit of the Spirit is singular. So, but the fruit of the Spirit is joy, I mean, is love, joy, peace. And the next one, we dealt with these words, now we do in long-suffering. Long-suffering. So, tonight we're going to look at the fruit of patience. The fruit of patience. Let me ask you this. How patient are you? I want here now. And if you don't give me here now, you know what's going to happen because I'm going to start talking. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll tell you what. I have to pray for the Lord to give me patience. I think I learned not to be patient when I start working with my dad. And I'm not blaming my dad because I was running his business and you run to do here now, give me now. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. I want to, why not you doing what I said? And, and you, 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 years go by and you, that thing gets in your mind, and I, of course, ran a company for 14 years here in Lincoln, and at one time, I had to actually said, look, I cannot take my work home with me, because I'm using my family as, I'm a drill sergeant here, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, and I was like, where's the patient, and you're expecting, you're expecting everything back, so the fruit of patience, so the preacher's going to preach to himself tonight, so, so tonight, we're going to continue of course, with our series, The Fruit of the Spirit, so far, we, are, we look, of course, at love, joy, and peace. Tonight, we come to the fruit of patience. Have you ever prayed 
what I like to talk about, uh, Lord, give me patience. Lord, give me patience and, and, and give it to me now because <laughs> I don't have it. Ever pray that way? Lord, please give me patience. I don't have it. I want it now because I'm very impatient. Patience is hard to come by, and when we don't have it, we don't want to wait for, for it either. Let me put it this way. So I'm doing this test at work. And, uh, and I look at the teacher and said, uh, we're going to have our results today? Oh, no, no. I'll let your supervisor know. Why don't you get the results today? I want it now. And he goes, be patient. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I sat in my chair and he goes, but why? I don't understand. And he goes, I heard you because I have to do this, I do this, and do this, and do this, and I'll get to you. That's a whole week. I said, that's it. That's a whole, oh. I was dying for a whole week waiting for those numbers. <laughs> so, so patience is hard to come by, and when we don't have it, we don't want to wait for it either. We are impatient. We are an impatient people, which means we often rush onto things. We are short with other people, and we miss out on the various lessons God has for us when He wants us to wait. He said, "Be still." And know that I am God. Be still. And you go, what, what, what? And we all over the place. And the Lord says, child, be still. And we don't be still. I remember my son Patrick when he was young. Why don't you just stay still right here for about two minutes? Be still. Okay, stay still. It's like a fireball. <laughs> so don't you know that patience is part of love? To love someone, is to, it requires what? Patience. Brother Tom, it requires patience, right? Nancy, requires patience, right? Chrissy, requires patience. Okay. John, okay. We all know that to love someone, it requires patience, you know. So, in a, in a, so patience is part of love. To love someone, it requires patience. Many times, those that you love don't live up to your expectations. They might not do things or speak the way you expect or want. So love is patience. Paul begins his famous description of love in 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient and love is kind, he says. Look, charity suffered long and is kind. Charity in Vietnam, charity vaunted not itself, is not puffed up. So isn't it interesting that the very first word Paul chooses to describe love is patience. Is the Lord patient with us? Amen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, oh Lord, thank you for being so patient with me. Amen. <laughs> it's the same word I use in, in Galatians of Paul, the same word used in Galatians 5, when he's describing the fruit of the Spirit. It's a word that means to bear patiently with other people's, uh, with other people's faults and offenses, to be long-suffering. So this is the first characteristic of love because it's totally unconditional. It is choosing to love another, not because of who they are, but in spite of who they are, in spite of what they do to you or have done to you. So... It is love which understands the frailties of human nature and refuses to take offense. It is a love which sees the potential in people and does not demand instant maturity or growth. Sometimes we say to our kids, when are you going to grow up? 
This time they're four, they said, when are you going to grow up? You know, they're like, and you know what they say to you? Mom, dad, be patient with me. <laughs> and some of them said, never. I will never grow up. <laughs> Interesting, you have a guy called Adam, works with us. And this, is, this guy, is, his head is la-la land all the time. Uh, but, you know, good, good pipe fitter. But <laughs> anyway, his wife said to him the other day, when are you going to grow up? And he said, never. <laughs> I was like, you don't want to tell that to your wife. He goes, I said it, and I got in trouble. That's what he said. So it is, love, it is a love that which continues to desire the best for others, even when it, 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 slanders, it is slander or abuse many times. It is, a love, uh, it is a love remarkably like God. God is patient with us. Patient in the Bible includes the idea of endurance, steadfastness, and perseverance. It also includes the idea of being slow to anger. And then, of course, the Bible speaks in terms of waiting. If love has to do with your attitude, listen to this, and joy has to do with your emotions, and peace has to do with your mind, patience has to do with your reactions. Got that? It will grow in, I will grow in patience as I allow the Spirit to govern my reactions. Patience has to do with how you react to the people and circumstances in your life. You know, I mean, I'm there. I want to hear, I want to now. If I don't have it now, I got frustrated. If I got frustrated, I'm going to let you have it. Isn't that what people do? That's what people do. So, you know, you go to the doctor and you're waiting patiently. Right? And a half an hour. And I'll go like this. When I go to the doctor, forget about time. Time is no more when you go there. You get in here, your appointment is at 2. You don't get there. You don't get to see by the doctor by, by 3.30. And, you go like, and you're sitting in that room like, I learned something. You know, I bring my, my, my iPad with me. Patience. Yes, patience. That's right. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, that's why they call us patience. You know, I learned. I take my iPad with me and I sit on that. And I do my, my lessons, whatever I have to do, because you're just there. You're just there. You know, so one time I told them, forgot about me. These people just left. I'm not here by myself. Patient, patient. And they come in and they go, hi, how are you? I'm sorry it took so long. And you go, oh. You know, like, you know they're truthful. They're probably, you know, with other people. We just have to learn to be, what well, patient. So life is full of obstacles. And we can either fret or fume uh, our way through all of them, or we can learn from God or God's way to be patient. So let's look at the fruit of patience tonight. There's one thing that I need to learn, to be more patient. So God is patient, number one. First, we want to see what the Bible tells us about patience and God. Remember, the fruit of the Spirit is a picture of Jesus, and Jesus is a perfect reflection of the Father, so we expect to find each of the, of the fruit of the Spirit displayed in God's perfect character, the Lord Jesus Christ. So, and praise God, He is a God of patience. Because you know what? If He lost His patience towards me, I would be in heaven a long time ago. You know? He would you and everybody. And it, it is a thing. God is patient, the Bible says. You know what? Praise the Lord that He's patient. Lord, thank you for being patient because I'm very stubborn sometimes. You know, so... So, God is patient. Number one, letter A, he is, a, he is patient with history. First, the Bible tells us that he's patient with history. God has a plan. 
and is in his sovereignty, and, is, and he sovereignly works that plan through history. Since the beginning of time, since creation, we can see, I mean, you look at the Bible, you see God's plan working through people patiently. How many times in the Bible we see little kids being born, and God patiently waits for them to get to adulthood so God can use them. The patience of God. The children of Israel were crying, crying when they were slaves in Egypt. And God brings Moses to the scene. How many years it took? See, patiently, patiently. God has a plan. So he allows the events of the world to unfold slowly. He gives people and nations plenty of time to repent. He's never in a hurry. He's never rushed. Or rushing things, and yet he also never latching behind. He's never behind. He's always on time. And let me tell you, God is patient with every human being in this world for them to repent of their sin. God gives some 90, some God saves some 100, God gives some 20, but God patiently gave all these years to those people patiently for one purpose, that they will repent. God is patient with his children as well. One beautiful example of this is, is, sending, is God sending Jesus into the world. God says in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, But when the fullness of time was, time was come, God sent forth His Son. In the fullness of time, patiently, in the right time, God says, it is time. Although God made the promise centuries before, God waited until the perfect time to send His Son into the world to be our Savior. It was not... He was not late. He was not ahead of time. He was just right on time. God can be perfectly patient with history because age, uh, because age uh, himself is outside of time. I mean, he himself, I don't know what I wrote there. He uh, he's, uh, himself is outside of time. The Bible tells us this in First Peter, Second uh, Peter 3, 8. But beloved, beloved, be not ignorant of this, this one thing, that one day is... Uh, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. So think, things seem to take a long time sometimes. We say Jesus uh, uh, was on earth 2,000 years ago. And you say, wow, that's a long time to us, not to God. Because the Lord is outside of time. That is a long time. But for us, like I say, it's not with God. Our God is timeless for he is outside of time. God is patiently working his plan, and we need to trust his timing. So patiently, people say, Oh, Lord, when are you going to come? I'm so sick of this world. You know, he says, In my time, I will come. Be patient, child. Keep looking up. Keep looking up. I will come. You know, you are in the victory side. If you go, you know, if your body goes to the grave, you'll be in the presence of the Lord. But if you're still alive, He will come as He promised. But He will come in His time. In the meantime, He says, be patient. Number two, let it be. God is patient with us. Oh, that's a good one, isn't it? God is not only patient with history, but also patient with us. We all deserve immediate judgment for our sin, don't we? But God patiently waited for us to come to Him. Before we got saved, we were lost with the enemies of God and God patiently working, convicting, convicting, planting the seed in our heart, wanting that seed, convicting us to the point of coming to Him. And so what do you think God is doing with all these lost people in this world? The Spirit of God is in work in the earth, convicting the heart of men so men can turn to Him. 
patiently God is doing that. Aren't you glad God was patient with you? I'm thinking about it. It took me almost five months to get saved. You know, I went to church and I heard the message over and over. And faithfully, I began to go to church. I went to church on Wednesday nights for Bible study to take the kids to the master clubs. And I came to church. I had Bible study for the adults. And I was, I looked forward to, I was looking forward to it. I went on Wednesday night. I mean, I went on Sunday and I was not saved. And, and, and it took me that time. It got patiently, patiently working with me. Go to Romans chapter 2 and verse 12, verse 4. Let's see what the, the Lord says there in Romans chapter 2, verse 4. Romans describes it this way. In fact, uh, the, about the patient, that God is patience with us. Look what it says. Oh, despi oh, despises thou the riches of his goodness, or forbearance and, and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. 2 Peter 3, 9, For the Lord is not slack concerning His promises, as some men count slackness, but is His long-suffering. I mean, He is patient to us word, not willing that any should perish, but that all shall come into repentance. We're just talking about this. In, a verse, in Romans 2, 4, you see the word again, long-suffering there. He is patient with us. People may mock God, may scoff God uh, uh, about His second coming. Uh, uh, but the, the reason Jesus isn't returning yet is because God is patient. God is patiently uh, patient with history and also patient with us. I'm glad and grateful that the Lord is patient with me because many times I am very stubborn. And Lord's working in me. I, I, like, I like that thing. The Lord is still working on me. What about Jesus? Was Jesus patient? Yes, he was. If you look at the stories, a uh, conversion with him, him and uh, conversion of Nicodemus, what is Jesus telling him? You see a conversation going on over there. What happened in there? Patiently, the Lord Jesus is trying to teach Nicodemus, a man of the law, about the law and about what it is to have a, a salvation experience with Jesus. He patiently is teaching them. He even said to him, can a man go into his mother's womb? And it's like, Jesus might well look at him and smile and say, Nicodemus, come on. You, you know, you were educated man. How can you say such a thing? But the patience of the Lord, he's patient with people. Let's look at Jesus' example in, uh, let us see. Jesus says, God's son demonstrated the fruit of patience in a life, in his life while he was here on earth. He was patient with what? With sinners. The Bible says he went and sat with sinners. He didn't like, push them aside. He sat with them. He told, told them about the Lord. He was patient with his disciples. Oh, goodness. He needed to be patient with them. He was patient. He patiently endured the suffering of the cross. Look at what it says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finish of our faith, for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, that, and, and, it, and it is set down, at, and I'm sorry, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So Jesus is presented in Scripture as our perfect example of patience, endurance, and perseverance. So, number two, we have things that try our patience. You ready? By our very nature, we are not very patient people. Right, Brendan? Yes. 
<laughs> John, we're not very patient people. You don't mind me calling you by name, do you? <laughs> oh, I can't believe Pastor just called my name. I was sleeping. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, goodness. Anyway, <laughs> do you wonder why we have drive through windows in fast food restaurants? Well, we were so busy. Yeah, they don't have patience either. I remember my son told me one time that a guy tried to go through the drive-through window, literally tried to climb inside the, the place, try to give me a food, give me my food right now. What he pay for it? So I told you to wait over there. They had to call the police to get the. He got stuck in the window. <laughs> Samantha, you know how that works. Oh, yeah. He got to get out of the car and jump in the window, try to get in. I mean, he was a little smart. He could have ran around and got through the door. Some people. <laughs> So, people are very impatient, and want, uh, we want here and here and now. What about the Internet? The faster, the better, right? Sometimes our brain works faster those things, and you go, hey, you dumb little thing, why don't you work a little faster? <laughs> I remember when you used to have AOL, American, uh, American Online, and you touch the button, and two hours later, you go there, and that thing's still going, and you, and you go again and like, well, take it two hours before you can get anything out of that thing. <laughs> oh, goodness. But anyway, that, that thing would try our patience. <laughs> so those are some of the things the Bible tells us about being patient. So next, we want to see what the Bible says about the things that try our patience. There are many things that try our patience in life, but I believe that there are three things, big ones, waiting for us here. And I want to share with you, I think, I think it's three big ones that, I mean, many things try our patience, don't get me wrong, but I think it's three big ones that really, really tries my patience. You ready? Waiting. How long? <laughs> the first thing. Wait a little bit. How long? That's my answer. I believe that we would do much better if we learned to trust God's timing, right? Let's talk about waiting first. Who likes to wait? Sometimes I say at work, hey, be patient. Your mother waits for you nine months. Be patient. I go, oh, look who's talking. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, grumpy <laughs> tells me, I tell him that all the time, hey, be patient. Are oh, you a little patient over there? Oh, look who's talking. <laughs> I can get him going. <laughs> So he likes to wait. It seems like life is full of waiting, isn't it? Waiting for traffic, traffic lights, waiting in lines, waiting for doctor's appointments, waiting for test results, waiting for answers to prayer, waiting for, for uh, waiting is part of life, isn't it? You can't get rid of waiting, but you can change how you react to waiting. Remember, patience has to do with your reactions. I will grow impatient as I allow the Spirit of God to govern my reactions. You know, if you, wanna, if you don't like traffic lights, go to Florida. You can take a nap. You can write a lesson. You can go home and come back and your car still there's still a red light. I'm exaggerating, but <laughs> how long those things are. These are like, oh my word, this thing doesn't change. So a big question surrounding waiting is, how long shall I wait? Have you ever asked that question? How long? Yeah, I do it all the time. Hey, can you wait a little bit? How long? <laughs> it comes immediately. It's like automatic. 
If so, you're not alone. The phrase how long appears 60 times in the Bible. 22 of those, one-third of them, are found in the book of Psalms alone. So sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it is asking God's, God, sometimes it is asking us, but it isn't a frequent question that appears over and over again in Scripture. It appears. So how do we deal with the waiting? We, learned, uh, we need to learn to trust God's timing. I believe to. Look what it says in Psalm uh, chapter 30, verse 5. Go there. Psalm chapter 30, verse 5. All right, it says, For as anger endureth but a moment, but his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Lamentations 3, 6 says, 325 it says, The Lord is good unto them that wait on him, to the soul that seeketh him. He is good to the man, uh, verse 26, it is good to, that a man should both hope and quickly wait for the salvation of the Lord. Interesting. God says, wait. It requires patience. Romans 8, 24, for we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, do, uh, why doeth he yet hope for? But if we hope for, for that we, for, for, I'm sorry, for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it? So when we find ourselves asking how long, question, we need to wait on the Lord and learn to trust His timing. Psalm 27, 14, I mean, yeah, Psalm 27, 14 says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage. Why is that? Because a lot of times waiting, we lose courage. We, we get frustrated. We want to hear now. And God says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, waiting. And he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Two times he says they are on the Lord. See, that would be good courage mean waiting. It takes courage to wait. I know, Lord, I've been there. It takes good courage to wait on the Lord. You go to the doctor's office, it takes good courage to wait on doctor's God to come. You know, it does. Waiting on something. Or even, even, listen. Waiting on a microwave to get you food. You know, sometimes it seems like one minute, it takes forever. And you go, what in the world's wrong with this microwave? It's been on for so long. It's only 60 seconds. Right. Yeah, your mind is so fast working that you lose, you don't have the patience to wait on a microwave. It might be silly. <laughs> We've been there. <laughs> We've been there, right? We've all been there. So now the first one is, Waiting. Waiting, I think, is a big one. To wait on something, it requires our patience. It's a big one. So if we learn how to wait, we do good. We do good. Okay. Number two, suffering. Why? That's the question. Why am I suffering? Another thing that tries our patience is in life is suffering. That includes a type of hardship or adversity. So if the big question surrounds waiting is how long... The question uh, surrounding suffering is, why? Lord, I love you. Lord, I go to church every time the doors are open. I tithe, I, I give, I do all this to you. Why me? Bend there? Oh, yeah. I think many people bend there and says that. Why? Sometimes we never learn the answer to that question in this life. And so we need to be patient 
and we need to learn to trust God's purpose. Imagine people that are in pain every day. The patient that they need to overcome that. And, and, and if, it, if we don't learn to be patient, how ah, frustrated and desperate can we be? There are emotional pains. There are physical pains. And they both are painful to endure. But the thing is, why me? Lord, why me? Why don't give to those people over there that don't care about you? They seem to be happy. Look what it says in Romans chapter 12, verse 12. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continue instead in prayer. He said, patience when it hurts. Right there. James 1, 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall in diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh, well, patient. But let patient have a perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So patient must be rooted in an over-searching confidence that is someone in control of the universe, of the world, and of our lives. So we need to know that God does work things together for good to those who love God. A patient person knows the shortness of time and the length of eternity. Patient is really faith in action. No wonder it is called in a, in a part of, or, or one of the fruit of the Spirit. Patient. God was patient with us. Jesus, a reflection of God, he is patient, was patient with, with us. And let me tell you, for us to display the fruit of the Spirit, patient is one of them. I don't think it's easy to be patient when you're hurting. I don't think it's easy. Especially when you wake up in pain, go to bed in pain, and all day in pain, and you lay in bed, you don't know where to turn. Turn this way. Turn this way. Get up in the morning. How did you sleep? I was up all night. What do you mean? I couldn't sleep. This part hurts. This body hurts. This hurts. That hurts. Patient. Is it easy? I don't think so. I don't think so. It is one of the matchless characteristics of Jesus himself. If we would learn patient, we alone can, he alone can teach us that. So anytime we find ourselves asking why, question, we need to be patient in suffering and learn to trust God's purpose. Number one, be patient with people. Oh, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, the, the, did I give you the suffering? I'm sorry, suffering. So first I give you, I went ahead of myself, waiting. That's one of the big ones. The secondly is suffering. And the third one, let us see, is people. And all, when it comes to people, you can say, How in the world? Learn to love people as they are. And you say, Right, Pastor. You want me to love that person, that person? I don't think so. They're not very lovable. Look what it says in Ephesians chapter. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4 and look at verse 2. It says there, Ephesians 4 2, it says, With all loneliness and meekness and long suffering, look what it says, forbearing one another in what? In love. Colossians 3 13, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgive you, so also do ye, the Bible says. Waiting tries our patience, suffering tries our patience. And then the third thing that tries our patience is. People. Oh boy, do people ever try your patience? What day I was at work this week that I, I seemed like 
they were trying my patience. Everything was so loud. They were screaming. They were dropping things. They were coming to me, talking. I was like, what did you, did you say? And I said, I'm going to get rid of this chair right there, my visitor's chair. I said, I got rid of this chair because every time I turned my head, somebody was sitting there that day. I was like, I was losing my patience with people that day. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how long, so in suffer prompts the question why, people prompt the question, how in the world, how in the world can I handle people? How in the world can they, they, can, uh, can they be so frustrating? How in the world can I learn to be patient with them? You know, sometimes you go, I'm done. I can't take it anymore. Didn't you get what I said? And it goes like, oh. and you like people. You know, you learn, you lose your patience with people. Well, remember, you are people too. You got that? You can deal with this one. You can deal with that one. You can now deal with that one. And you say, I had it. These people are driving me crazy. Okay. You know what they say to you? You are people too. So that means people have to be patient with you. <laughs> you got that? So you can't deal with people anymore. You know, they say the same thing to you. What about you? I have to deal with you. It's like uh, complaining about being stuck in traffic. You're not in traffic. You are the traffic. <laughs> Follow that? You go, why in the world are so many cars in this highway? Why in the world everybody have to be out of the house today? And the people behind you going, why in the world is that guy complaining? <laughs> you are part of the traffic too. So, you're not in traffic, you are traffic. We're all part of the, of the same problem. So what does God say about patience with people in, you know, <laughs> in His Word? Look what it says, Ephesians 4.2, I have read this to you. With all loneliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. So it's amazing how we get frustrated with people. We lose our patience with people and we forget that they have to have patience to deal with us too. Oh, the Lord gives so much patience to my mother. <laughs> now I have to have patience with her. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> so, parents, be patient with your kids. Kids, Oh, kids, be patient with your parents. Okay? They're aging. And yes, sometimes they're stubborn. Yes, we are. Where'd you been? What did you do? I say that tonight to my son. He goes, Dad, that's not a time for this. Kid, you're going to give me a heart attack. What did you do? <laughs> Once you were a father, you're always a father. When you were a father, you're always a father. My father used to tell me that. He said, I used to say, Dad, don't worry. He goes, yeah, of course I have to worry. I'm a father. <laughs> I never got that from him. I didn't know, did not understand that. I understand now. So, parents, you need to be patient with your children. Treat children, be patient with your parents. Bosses, you need to be patient with your workers. Workers, you need to be patient with your boss. Sometimes you say, I know more than one of that guy. I can run this place better than he does. Be patient. Friends, neighbors, church members, and even strangers, we all need to be patient with what? One another. 
You also need to learn to be patient with yourself. Get this. Have patience with all things, but chiefly have patience with yourself. You ever look in the mirror and you say, I can't stand myself anymore. Ever been there? I'm so frustrated I can't stand myself anymore. Well, be patient with yourself. You need to be patient with yourself. So Lord, give me patience to deal with myself because this guy is very stubborn. Do you lose courage in considering your imperfections being instead set about reminding them every day, they, uh, begin uh, the task anew? Sometimes we are harder on ourselves than anyone else. Uh, that goes to me. I am very hard on myself. Did I preach right? Did I say it right? Did I do this right? Did I hurt that person? Did I offend that person? I'm harder on myself than anybody else. If I make a mistake at work, it's the worst thing, like the world about to finish. So it, it just eats you up. So you may have given up on yourself, but know that, that God will never give up on you. Be patient with yourself. Waiting, suffering in people. They are the, the things that try our patience. These are all, I mean, a, a, a test of patience. But let me tell you, people can try your patience. Some people really can try it. There are people that are very hard to deal with. Do you agree with that? And they can really try our patience. And, you know, they are, listen, folks, I have been working with people for many years, but I, I've seen people, even in the workplace, I'm not about the workplace, people walk in, and as soon as they walk in, it's like, what happened here? It's like a strange wind just walked through that place. We have a guy there, 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 uh, I cannot understand this guy. Big, big guy, young kid. But, like, we, we have to be patient with him because he's just, he's just, we call him, he has the, he has the sillies. They're like, it, it makes no sense. He says things, he, he suddenly, in the middle of nowhere, he starts screaming and yelling and calling people by name. And you go, what's going on with him? His name is Mike. You should pray for him. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, about number three, growing in patience. How, so how do you do it? How do you grow in patience? Although patience is ultimately a fruit of the Spirit, that God grows in you, there are a number of things that you can, you can do to help you to, for the fruit of the, the of patient to grow along with you. No, how can this happen? Number one, remember how incredible patient God is with you. That's how we grow in patient. Remember how, how God is so patient with us every day. One thing, when, uh, one thing you can do is simply remember how incredible patient God is with you. Look what it says in Psalm 103 verse 13. Like a, as a father pitted his children... So the God, so the Lord pitied them that fear Him. Psalm 103:14. For He knoweth our frame, and remembered that we are dust. Paul writes in 1 Timothy 1:16. Howbeit, for this cause I obtained mercy, that in me Jesus Jesus Christ might show forth all long sufferings, for a pattern of them which should hereafter believe on Him to everlasting. To life everlasting. So God is incredible patient with each one of us. He knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. He has unlimited patience with us as we stumble and fall and do our best to grow in Him as Christians. So love, God is love, and therefore God is patient with us. I believe that God is very patient with us. Amen. We walk away from Him. We doubt Him. We mistrust Him. We, we, our faith is so weak and God patiently, patiently, patiently working on us. Number two, 
focus on heaven and, and the glories to come. You're hurting. People are driving you crazy. You're not patient with yourself. Focus on heaven and the glories to come. Look what it says in 2 Corinthians 7, 4, 17. For our, our light afflictions, which are but for a moment, work it for us as far more exceeding an eternal height of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things, the things which are not seen are eternal. When you focus on eternity, you gain a better perspective of our of your troubles and trials in this life. I tell you folks, I learned this. I'm still, he's still working on me about the patient thing. But I learned this when I was dealing with cancer. Appreciate life much better than I had before. To look at little things that I never even paid attention before. <clears throat> like, like little insects and ants and, and flies and little things. I never paid attention to those things before. But to see life in those things and the way they move. And that's one thing. I didn't have patience for that. I didn't have it. But the, the Lord teaches. It taught me. It taught me. I learned those things. So, notice Paul called afflictions. Light and in, 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 in a moment of trouble. It's called light afflictions, he says. Not because they are light, but the way if when we have our, our mind in eternity, how we deal with them. So five times he receives, look at this, 40 lashes minus one. Three times he was beaten with rods. One time he was stoned. Three times he was shipwrecked. He spent a night and a day in an open sea. He, he often went without sleep. He, he knew hunger and thirst and often went without food. He knew that it was like to be cold and naked. And, and so, uh, so no, they are not, these are not light afflictions, the way he say it. But his mind was an eternity and the Bible says in James 5, 7, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold the husbandman waiting for the precious fruit of the earth. And they had patient wait for it until he received the earth and later let it rain. Be also patient. Uh, establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord. Draw it night. Is people drive up your wall, a wall sometimes? Yes. Is people can get you frustrated? Yes. Does sickness and, and, and emotions and, 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 and all kinds of stuff. Can, you can lose your patience. Yes, it's all kinds of stuff. But if we keep our eyes in eternity, Jesus is coming soon, and when He comes, all of the troubles and trials will be over. Amen. Folks on heaven and the glories to come is a wonderful thing to look forward to. Let us see. <clears throat> How we deal with patience, how we grow, be slow to anger. Here's what happens. No patience, frustration, anger. How many people get angry because of no patience? It starts right here. No patience, frustration, anger. Lord, help us. We don't get there. But it happens. So be slow to anger. The third thing to grow in patience is to slow the anger. The Greek word for patience is a combination of two words, one meaning long and the other meaning temper. So the Greek word for patience literally means long-tempered or slow to anger. So God is slow to anger with us, isn't he? The Bible says in Psalm 103, verse 8, The Lord is merciful and gracious, 
slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. So God is slow to anger. So we, as, as we learn about to have the fruit of the Spirit in us, we should be slow to anger as well. Can people drive you to get angry? Yeah. Can you get frustrated with sickness and get angry at it? Yeah. Go to the doctor and the doctor give you this medication and you go home and you have a side effect. It doesn't work for what you want. You go to the doctor back again. You say to the doctor, doc, this doesn't work. Oh, I'm going to give you something else. And they'll give you something else. Go, you got sick for five days and go back to the doctor. Doctor, I'm sicker than, than it was before. And you get angry. At the, I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Here's a man that I know used to work with me. It happened to him. He went to the doctor. The doctor gave him medication, went home. He got sick. Came back to the doctor's office. The doctor told him uh, about, he told the doctor what's going on. Oh, I said, I, said, I think you need to try to set a medicine. After five times, he told me the story. I said, at first, I looked at him. I didn't believe him. He said, you don't believe me, right? So what happened? He sat in the chair. He told the doctor again. The doctor said, we're going to try another medicine. He said, I got so frustrated and angry kicked over me. I got a, my hands in his neck. I squeezed him. <laughs> And the doctor said to me, he gave me an address. I said, you need to see this doctor. <laughs> he can't come see me no more. He said, you did what? He said, well, I was so frustrated with him because every time he gives me medication, I got even sicker than I was before. I got, so I got angry at him. And I said, he didn't control your fingers, did you? He said, no. I think I squeezed him too hard. <laughs> it's a little Portuguese guy. <laughs> so be slow to anger. Let it be. Ask God to develop the fruit of the of patient in your life. Finally, as with the fruit of the Spirit, don't forget to pray. All of the fruit of the Spirit come from God. So ask God to develop the fruit of the Spirit and His patient in of the of patient in you. So look what it says in Second Thessalonians three five: As the Lord directs your heart into love, uh, into the love of God, and to the and, and to the patient waiting for Christ. So ask God to develop the fruit of the Spirit, endurance and perseverance in your life. Let me tell you, patience is something that we need to learn. I need to learn. We all need to learn how to be patient. Is that, listen, there are many trials in life, isn't it? There are many situations in life. There are many things that... One man came to me one time, not here in our church. He said to me, I've been praying for this thing for a long time. And God already heard me. I can see the frustration. God already heard me. So why is he not answering my prayer? I said, maybe when you learn to be patient. Because you're not being patient. Oh, you're not being patient. I've been patient for all this time. I could not convince him. So he's like, you know, God doesn't like me. He doesn't listen to me. Because I've been praying for a long time. And why is he not answering? He will answer. Continue to be patient. God wants us to be patient. It's sort of a matter of time, isn't it? Think about it. It's all a matter of time. When am I going to heaven? It's a matter of time. Get that? When am I going to do this? It's a matter of time. When is tomorrow morning coming? Tomorrow morning. Until then, be patient. It will come. The clock of time keeps clicking. You don't have something you, you anticipate and you go, oh, can we wait to get there? Just wait patiently. It will come. It will come. I conclude with this. God is patient with us. And so we need to be patient with each other. 
Patient leads to unnecessary stress. An end patient, I'm sorry. Conflict and worry. We need to slow ourselves down and learn to trust God's timing. If you are stuck in traffic, remember you are part of the traffic. You want to see people angry and mad? is when they're stuck in traffic. You are part of the traffic. You're making the traffic because you're there too. Sometimes we think we're the only ones that needs to go and everybody else got to move out of the way. Lord, please, I am in a hurry. Move all these cars out of the way so I can go by. That's a selfish prayer, isn't it? What about everybody else? They're going to somewhere. They're going somewhere. They're probably saying the same thing. When can I get there? Some people can, can be late to work. Some people might have kids at home needs to take care of. Some people might not need to go to the doctor. But they're stuck right there. What about? What about? When you're in traffic, right? And you have this guy crossing through, going to break down line and try to get as much as he can to get out of there. And people go, oh, look at that. Patient. Patient. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for your love and your goodness and for your patience with us. Lord, we're very impatient sometimes, very stubborn to learn things. Help us, Lord, to be patient. Help us to be patient with people around us, patient with ourselves, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.